Welcome back to issue nine of TLDR. I am your spooky neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Crow, spill more blood. And to my side is my horrific hunk and crime, trick or treat Nick Fryer. And together, folks, we are part of the dork shared Gulliverse. Fryer, my guy. How's it going? I'm great. And we're also the Wood, Woodward and Bernstein, right, of the hashtag DorkShared Gulliverse? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was going to go Statler and Waldorf, perhaps. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, I figure we'll, we'll bust out the uh, the, Bern, the Woodward and Bernstein following uh, our Friar side chats. Oh, oh, yes, yes. That is an idea that you came up with. I like that. I like that. Well, we may <laughs> have we, – we have one plan for you guys next week because I finally figured out how to read my calendar. And then the following week – there may be another one coming from a couple other hosts in the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse. But, Doc, it's just good to get out of that chat, the, the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse chat right now. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting sent with a wood chipper right now, and uh, it's it's freaking brutal. But we got comments to talk about, and this is a big week. We have some good titles to get into, but I'm more excited about what's new. But before we get into what's new, we saw this article over on comicbook.com, and this was centered around – the Punisher creator, uh, Jerry Conway, who was talking about, you know, on Twitter, and he actually did this a little bit ago. If, uh, what was it? It's a, it's a, th- he started this thread and it said, what would I do if I ran the world? And he's talking about comics when it came out to this. And the headline of this, this article from Aaron Perrin, again, of comicbook.com is Punisher creator says canceling every superhero book would save industry. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> I mean, I get it with the Punisher and everything. He's not supposed to be a hero and all that stuff, but come on, man. You want to take that away from us? But we've both read it, and what do you think about everything he's kind of going for with this doc? So on one hand, it's asinine, but on mm-hmm. the other hand, I get – I think I get where he's sort of coming from, and we've touched upon this a few times you know, with these events, right? And and so it's it's mostly Marvel and DC, and a, and it used to be you'd get a big event maybe once a year, and it would be a big thing, and 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 now it's become two, three times a year you get these events with all these tie-ins, and it, it, and you know, on one hand, it's creators being able to tell a great story. On the other hand, you can see where it kind of feels like a money grab. And then the other thing he was getting into was, well, you've got these variant covers here and, and it's, it's not about the reader. It's about the collector. Right. Yep. And so, yeah. So on one hand, I, I get that because I do feel overwhelmed with all these events. I felt overwhelmed and daunted by the fact of jumping into death metal, which I, I didn't do it first. And then over the past few weeks, talking with Snyder, talking with you, I'm like, okay. And I've jumped in and, and I love it. And what I love about okay. death metal is it's, 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 it's contained. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned War of the realms was fucking massive. It was just, the main story was massive. And then you had tie-ins that were not just one-offs, but you also had some tie-ins that had two, three, four, five books themselves. And it's right. It, it became too much. So I, I, I see, I get wanting to cut that down, right. And making the event special again, but to just get rid of all the superheroes, that's, that's an asinine thing. And that would, might've been taken out of context a bit. Um, yeah, the but headline. That, that, the, this is the this is the perfect instance, and you know, as someone who writes headlines for a living, this is it's a perfect example of you need to read the whole story. Yes, mm-hmm. the headline is not 
entirely out of context, but it is in some ways, once you read it, I was like, okay, well, he is saying that, but it's not as ridiculous as the headline might lead you to believe. Right. I still don't agree with him. I think when you, you bring up, you bring up DC, um, you bring up death metal. And I think that's a great example of what events should look like doc. And yes. it's, it's, you have the one-offs every week. There's pretty, there's almost always one DC. Uh, there's always, almost always one death metal thing coming out. I think they have one week off scheduled and that's it. Whereas with War of Realms, I was like, I'm not touching this. And then they had the, what was it? The Empire one that's going on right now. I have some of the X-Men stuff, but it's like, I don't, I, I, I that, that stuff's all chaos too, because it's not just a tie-in to, I, I know there's like, what is it? The Joker Wars going on right now with DC. Yeah. That's one I look at it and say, eh, because you're going to, you have stuff over a night when you have something with this title and that title. And it just gets, those are the kind that are too much. Snyder knows what he's doing. I'm not just saying that because he was on our show, but it, it, we saw it with Death Metal. We're seeing it here. And there have been other events, more so with DC, that I've seen go well, and, they, and it's, it allows people to kind of jump in. At the same time, in reading Death Metal, there are callbacks to other events that have happened over the last few years. So right. it works for somebody who maybe isn't going into the events like you and someone like me who's read a few of them and has an idea what's going on can appreciate those callbacks, which is, I mean, to do it that well, I mean, that's Snyder. I don't expect yeah. him all the time, but it's just the way he did it. There are certain things that he can do that. I think everybody can kind of do certain principles, but by and large, I read this and I think we've actually talked about it before with DC really invest in, in black label really focused on that because then you're dealing with the characters that we all care about people care about from movies and then it makes it easier for let's say goo learns how to read he can <laughs> jump in and, and go in on the black label and he'll appreciate those characters because it's one-off stories so i think right. that's that's kind of what they should be more focused on with dc and marvel should be i know it's tough with with disney but along those lines but still i don't think you should cancel it all but there can be there are adjustments that should be made and i think that's the most important takeaway from what you said it has to be made special again events aren't special anymore you're either no. gonna uh you're, you're either gonna jump on board with an event because you've been following along from the beginning and 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 boom you want to get into it it sounds great or oh it's batman let me let me give it a go but it, it, it it's a lot these these big Big events have lost their luster, and again, right to, to talk about the two properties, War of the Realms. You know, you had books, books mm. coming out every week, right? And you were, I was spending twenty bucks just on War of the Realms books alone, not to mention all the other books on top of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas at least with Death Metal, you know, and talking when we talked with Scott, like he's a very meticulous. You know, everything is well thought out. Everything is planned, and so mm -hmm. you get an issue a week, whether it's speed metal, whether it's uh, the book that came out yesterday. Multiverse uh, end. Yeah. Which I picked up. haven't read yet because I'm, I'm trying to, I just finished issue two. Captain Kara, and I mean, what more do you need? Yeah. So I'm, uh, yeah, fucking a baby. So I'm, I, I'm chipping away and, and absolutely loving it. And it's great because it's a book a week or book every two weeks or whatever it is. And that, that's okay. It's not daunting. And I can come in halfway through, start at the beginning, and not feel like, oh, shit, I, I, ah, it's going to take me forever to get through this. Right. See, that's that one's good. Metal is good. And then uh, the, the original metal, I mean. And yeah. then another one that I, I understand the execution may have not been what people wanted it to be. But when you look at Heroes in Crisis, that was what I think it was an eight issue series. Again, you know, whether you liked it or not, fine, but it was. 
all it was all contained just those eight issues and then you have doomsday clock same thing again yeah. like I, I, that was what 12 issues uh the I know the whole Batman Catwoman wedding was problematic and a lot of people were frustrated about it, but I felt like for the most part, the way they at least approached it in terms of how much stuff they gave you, like, you know, jumping around from books and whatnot, I thought they did a good job. They had all the one-offs with like, you know, it was like Nightwing and Hush and I forget, I think it was maybe Harley Quinn and Joker, all that kind of stuff. I thought they did a good job with those things. DC, if they have an event, I'm much more open to that. And I know yeah. I review their books more, Marvel, I'm usually I'm usually walking away from it. unless it's like based on an individual character. Like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe is like an event. The the uh, Marvel Zombies Resurrection that one I haven't read the first two issues, but I'm open to that because those are like the smaller ones. The smaller ones are not bad. They're big right. ones. No, DC does it right. They don't. I didn't even bat an eyelash at Skip at Empire. I just couldn't. I. Uh, no, 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 just, no. Thanks. <laughs> I'm also, I mean, it's just a team. Captain America, uh, Wolverine, or what? All these Hulk, X Men gets like four issues for their spinoff yeah. with all that. What is going on with this? What's yeah. the in line? How much do I need to know? And that's why whenever I write this stuff, the when I review, because I've reviewed all of the death metal stuff so far for Geeks Worldwide. And I guess this is a you know good place to jump into what's new this week. Multiverse Zen came out, and I try and let everybody know, hey, it's important for you to read this. Um, yeah. It's helpful for the series. There's and and you have fun too. Of course, you want you want to have fun when you're reading. I think with with this issue, you it's it was I think so far everything has been essential reading. Certain things like uh, speed metal is important for flash readers, especially too with everything going on with. Uh, Williamson and everything, who we're going to be talking about more when we get to your book, a uh, little tease. But I, I think that also if you read some, some of these, you could maybe get away with it a little bit with not reading them. But I, there's always like – I always walk away with like, okay, now I understand this a little bit better. Now I understand that a little bit better. So Yeah. Yeah. And um, and there was – I mean with War of the Realms, you could have just read the main line and been, been fine. But – I mean, there's just you would have been like, huh? Who's this? What? What? Why are they there now? It's just I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I typically favor Marvel over DC. That's just how I've been in the past. But I've got to say, with the Black Label stuff and with their events and the way they handle their events, I'm more apt going forward to 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 choose a DC event, hop on a DC event from you know, as long as it sounds interesting and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm more likely to do that than than jump on one with Marvel. And I was always more of a Marvel guy growing up and everything. I, I liked Batman and uh, you know, Nightwing. There were ca- some characters. I, I liked Green Lantern a little bit more as a kid, but there were some characters that I um, that I enjoyed. But I like when I started reading Red Hood, then I got into DC more, and then it was like, oh, okay, now I'm seeing why people like it uh, so much more. Getting with not reading. Okay. <laughs> brick. In, brick in the chat offering a lot. Getting away with not reading my entire high school experience. Well done, sir. Congratulations. Um, so anyways, what what's new this week, Doc? You know, going with Marvel. Nothing that you and I are reading, right? Um, uh, nothing on this list, although uh, Daredevil Volume 4, I wanted to mention, came out this week. So I've been talking about the Daredevil series. So it's now I've got four volumes bringing, bringing everyone uh, right up to date. Nice. Okay. So you have The Immortal Hulk, colon, The Threshing Place, Volume 1, or Issue 1, excuse me, Shang-Chi, Issue 1, Marvel Zombies Resurrection, Issue 2, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Issue 3. We'll get back to DC in a second. 
Boom has uh, Firefly colon Sun uh, – sorry, Blue Sun Rising. Have you read any of that stuff? I have not, and I loved the show. And um, I've always wanted to, to get this book, but again, it's one of those things where – it's been out for a while, and so I haven't I haven't really picked them up. But this I might grab. This I might go back and grab because I, I love the show Firefly. It was only on for a season on Fox, and it's a shame because it was a good show. Uh, I, I don't know if we can talk about Josh Whedon or Josh Whedon, uh, but great show. And I've heard nothing but great things about the Boom uh, Firefly series and, 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 and all that. So I might have to grab this one. Okay. And then let's see. Let's uh, What else we got from Boom? I think Alienated, right? Is that out this week? Yep. Alienated. So that is the fifth um, five out of five. So this has been nothing short of spectacular. This, this book has been awesome. Written by Cy Spurrier, who we've mentioned before um, on this show. Um, I haven't picked up this week's books yet, uh, so I haven't read it yet. But it is just a, a fantastic book. And tease... I will hundred percent be talking about this book. Okay, yeah. I, so I, I will. I for sure then will not read it until I hear you talk right. about it first. I will wait. Yeah. But I, based on what you've said to me, I am interested in this one. Image this week, which we're going to be talking about two image books. Just so you guys are aware, uh, Spawn three ten, which I read Spawn, but I'm behind a little bit on it. I have not. Uh, I'm not caught up to read three ten yet. But I'm maybe this weekend I will. Um, be able to catch up on. I have a lot more free time now, so yes. I be able to do that. Uh, Department of Truth issue one, which Doc has been very excited for, is out. You have not picked it up yet, right? No, I've read it, baby. You've read it. All right. I think I'm going to read this along with you. So yep. what do you think of it so far, or the first issue? It was hands down my favorite book of the week. Really? Hands down. It was It was awesome. It was uh, – it's, it's, it's a – I love a good cons- like I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I love you know books like spy thrillers and love the X Files. Uh, oh. It has a very X Files type uh, vibe to it. Not so much with extraterrestrials, but you know the 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 cigarette smoking man and, and all that. Uh, loved it. Written by James Tynan, who uh, is one if not two my my favorite writers going right now. Yeah, I was gonna say um, he's gotta be your favorite. He's right. It's he's- him. Him, Zadarsky, Snyder. I mean, all these guys. uh, Jeff Lemire. Like these are some of my. Tynan comes up so much for you, though, Doc. Yeah, Tynan's the best. Someone said to me, "You know, James Gunn to my head, Sean Gunn to my, you know." I'm gonna say James Tynan. I probably Uh, am. You know, I would would say that for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, And also, we got some more stuff from Image. Is Sea of Stars? Was that out this week? Was that last week? Uh, oh, I, I, maybe I made a mistake. I thought I thought it came. Sea of Stars number seven came out this week. I talked about it the week before. Yes, no, I remember that. I, re- I remember you talking about it. Right, but I think issue seven came out this week. Okay, but uh, we do know that Nailbiter Returns issue five came out. Nailbiter issue uh, number five uh, came out yesterday. I have yet to read it, but uh, I am all caught up to that point, and uh, I can't wait to dive into that a little bit further. Okay, let's see. Um, and then Philadelphia eight. Are you reading that? You think you've told me you are reading that? Oh, I am reading Philadelphia number eight, and we may or may not be hearing it within the next uh, few weeks as part of Dorktober, maybe. Okay, nice. And Sea of Star 7 is out this week. I just double-checked uh, over on my list. Let's see. And then IDW, this is um, this is actually – somehow Goose Sun already got this lined up, but this is a TMNT Best of Raphael issue one. 
he's been he's what like two months old and they already have a best love with him. I so. know, right? I'm gonna have to pick this up. I, I I didn't see this until it was too late and I couldn't get the order into my shop because they're still renovating. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to grab this. I think at some point. Yeah, it looks. I mean, best of Raphael. Well, I haven't looked at it all yet, but I may give this a quick peek uh, just to look at what DJ brought up in the chat. Uh, DC has a much better handle on events. Joke Ward doesn't even feel like an event as much as it feels like a very entertaining run of Batman, which brings us back to DC because we have one book that we're going to go a little more in depth on, but. I did review Red Hood issue 49 this week. Eh, it's fine. The art's good. The story, I mean, look, I'm ready for Labdell to, to go. So let's, you know, <laughs> more for that. Constantine Hellblazer 10, awesome. Awesome. And this is the one, now this is the first book where I would say you have to have read this stuff beforehand, which I don't mind that. I mean, like that's, you have nine, nine issues uh, before that, where it's like, you know, a two issue arc here, three issue arc here, and then a, a couple of like one-offs that can all, last on their own and now everybody has to know what's going on beforehand i think that's awesome i don't know i yeah. wish it was going longer but yeah that's, that's where we are um like i said death metal multiverses end reviewed that over on geeks worldwide we touched upon that before batman the joker war zone issue one is out batman superman annual one is out and then i skimmed through wonder woman 84 since changed my mind because i noticed it and i was like maybe i'll like it it's we've we've had people ask us on twitter for stuff for kids to read. Yeah. I skipped through this, and this, I would think, falls into that line of something that Swaggins or anybody could read. I think it's more like pushing people – pushing kids towards the movie. Yeah. So we that got that. Sense. And then the big issue of the week, of course, is Batman Three Jokers Issue 2. We're going to be talking about this when in full when the series comes to an end more we may go spoiler on that we haven't decided how we're going to approach that but for right now we're not going to do that doc what did you think of uh, the second issue of this i loved it and uh it's a great book and I, I love where it's going for me i liked the first book a little bit better because the ending was just so whew, you know and yeah. and and you, and you had those moments in this book but they weren't necessarily you know so it, they were there to me. They didn't like hit as hard as they did in the first book, but that's not to say that it still wasn't fantastic. And I think what's great about this book is you get a little bit more character depth from Batman, uh, Batgirl and uh, Red Hood. Right. So you get some good, some good emotions, you know, get, you know, coming out there and, and a depth yeah. for those characters that, you know, we don't always see, and uh, tremendous, and even with the Joker, you got you get you. I mean, you got some got some great stuff from the Joker that yeah. made me laugh out loud at one point, which was awesome. Yeah, there's there's definitely some quality stuff from the Joker. Personally, look, the first issue was kind of crazy, it's nuts. We're just getting into it and everything. I really enjoyed it; it was fun. But I think I like the second one more, just because. Even then, like, look, for me, Red Hood's in on this in, in this series. That's what I care about most. That's what's most important to me. The art with Red Hood's great. He's got the old yeah. look. They execute that well. That's awesome. What's the character like? I'm frustrated as hell over with Lobdo right now. So what do you <laughs> hear? And I'm, I've liked what I've gotten so far. This is more of my Red Hood, my Jason Todd, the Lobdo, like what he used to do. We're now seeing it with Batman 3 Jokers. So the second issue of that I thought was an, a good a step in the right direction. I don't want to go further with that because we don't want to spoil yeah. things, but it's it's intense. It's it, they've done a good job with it. They have not disappointed. Now they got to wrap it up strong with with issue three, which I don't know the date for that one yet, but we will be I talking. I imagine it next month. 
Yeah, so when we when that comes out, we'll figure out exactly what our plan is with that. But uh, we will be getting into three jokers. Maybe if somebody else in the dork universe is reading it, because there are some people who can read besides us. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll have them on. Um, and as we head over to our um, our main items, we are not promoting Manscaped on here. That is Mac and Goo. Get out of my face with that stuff. If you guys want to go buy <laughs> recess drinks like we have on Furlough Friends, then by all means, go ahead. No, but seriously, Doc. We're talking image comics, comics this week. What do you have for us? So I was very much looking forward to Dorktober. It's my first time participating in Dorktober. I think it's it's yours mm-hmm. as well, right? Yes, it is. And so while the guys are talking, you know, the the, the fifty top horror movies and uh, mostly the TV movie aspect of things, there are some great horror comics. And I've said it. What I've said it many many times before. I am a I'm a wiener when it comes to scary stuff. I don't do horror movies, not my cup of tea, but with a with with comics, I can read them and I and I love them. And just not late night though, right? Well, yeah. The yeah, Kill Journal scared you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, yeah, the Joker in the Jaw. Well, I was reading that and I was reading uh, oh, White I Night. It was, it was a lot at once, but uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been reading Ice Cream Man at night and uh that's been kind of yeah, – I've had to maybe slow that down a little bit. But anyways, thank you. Thank you. Uh, there are so many great uh, horror books. And so what I try to do is in the coming you know weeks is pick a pick a book that I love, but also one that's, that's fairly recent. So we touched on this, Nailbiter, issue number five. It was actually Nailbiter Returns number five uh, came out this week. And I'm going to talk about the series as a whole, Nailbiter, the original run, and then Nailbiter Returns. Uh, so it was written by Joshua Williamson, um, art by Mike Hendrickson, uh, colors by Adam uh, Gazowski, and lettered by John Hill. And I'm going to hold the cover of the book up here. So, I mean, you can see it, right? That is fucked up. That is horror. Yep. That is, that's some scary shit right there. This shit looks terrifying, Doc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was looking it up beforehand. You know, I'm trying to do my research that way when we, you know, we're asking questions. I want to make sure I ask a decently educated one, even though I haven't read the book and I'm not going to jump the gun until you tell me about it. But yeah. damn, man, like I'm looking at some of this art and it's like, Phew. yeah. Yeah. They are, in, in the panels in which something happens, it's, they, you know, they don't hold back. You know what I mean? No, uh, no, but no. it's not like it's like every page and, what what really makes the nail biter story great is that it's the story and, and the characters. So what what nail what nail biter uh, is about is it takes place um, in this town called Buckaroo, Oregon, uh, which is known as the birthplace of serial killers. Right. So within this small town, um, over over the course of you know a couple of decades, there have been sixteen of the world's worst, most notorious serial killers have all come from this town. And so you've got uh, what's great about the book is you know they introduce you to all these different serial killers, whether they're actually in the story or they're you know some kids at the restaurants or the bars talking about oh I love you know so and so and talking about this serial killer, talking about that serial killer. Um, but the prime, the main characters are Nailbiter, Edward Warren, uh, and uh, he is the town's most notorious serial killer. And he gets his name because uh, he chews the nails off his victims right down to the nubs, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so it starts off with him. Um, he's arrested. He's uh, he's tried and he's found 
not guilty, right? So he goes back to Buckaroo, Oregon to live his life. And there is a, a detective that goes, uh, the, the, the de detective that arrested him wants to go back and figure out what the hell is going on with this particular town. What is the mystery of Buckaroo, Oregon? And um, he goes there and, and then randomly one day he calls his partner. He says, I need you to come. I need you to come now. I don't trust anyone else. And his partner goes, uh, Detective Finch, and uh, Carol's missing. Mm. And so it's the story of his partner um, who is he, Detective Finch. He's, he's trying to find his partner. What the hell happened to him? Did, is he is he dead? Is he what did he get himself roped into? And along the way, he, he starts working with the sheriff of the town, Sharon. Um, um, uh, jeepers, jeepers, jeepers. Uh, 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 I'm crane. Jesus Christ, Joseph. And so they start working <laughs> together to you know you know piece together what's happening and everything just starts unraveling and more and more people start dying and as they get further and further in, in into discovering you know the mystery of buckaroo it's just it's a cluster and it's awesome and it's suspenseful you know you're reading along and in, in the first issue of, of nailbiter there's a scene where uh, Sheriff Crane and Detective Finch are talking with the mortician because what, there's, they found a body and they think it might be this guy's missing partner. And it's a panel of the three of them talking and then the lights go out. And the next panel is the three of them are still talking, but then there's a serial killer right behind them. They don't see him. And then the lights go out and he's gone. And then they're talking again and they don't notice it. And he's, and he's getting closer and closer. And it was just, it's just, it's beautifully constructed. And yes, it can be gruesome, but it's written really well. Uh, the story takes many twists and turns. And then with Nailbiter Returns, it's, uh, I mean, that's thats Edward Warren right there on, on the cover. So its I don't think it's a spoiler to say that he's in the book because the book is called Nailbiter Returns. Mm -hmm. But it, it's a different twist. So these past five issues have been great. These serial killers that have presumed dead are now resurfacing. And you're trying to find out wh why, how, how. And uh, it's it's like it's some sort of game, and it's really fascinating. I, I I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a really fun book uh, because mm. you know <laughs> you're gonna be like it's gonna get you. It's gonna you know you're gonna ah you, it's gonna make you jump a little bit. But yeah. the artwork, yeah. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find that panel real quick. Of, okay, so wait, so oh, this oh, is yeah, sorry, go ahead. This is Joshua Williamson that wrote this. This is the guy yeah. who's been in charge of Flash since 2016 yep. and and everybody loves what he's done with it like it's one of the better dc titles and everything like that like did, did you would you have at all guessed that while you're reading this or did you ever think like uh, you know the, the, he's, he's kind of getting soft here or anything like that no you know i think i i think what's we've talked about this and i think we talked about this when we interviewed scott snyder was what's it like writing for you know dc versus writing indie books and you have this freedom with with indie books to to do what you want to do, right? And so, okay, I, there's no way in hell someone's gonna, if someone says you're gonna, I'm gonna, I want you to write Flash. You're gonna turn that down? Of course, no. Not. Guy, he's probably a huge Flash fan, wants to write Flash, but he's got to write the story and the constructs of okay, this is Flash. I could do my own thing, but he still has to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. With this, he gets all funky and fucked up, man, and. 
it's like it's it's to me it's him being able to like I've got this freedom to write this however I want and tell this this dark twisted story and it's brilliant. Okay. And the way that the initial run ends is fantastic. And then when this one picks up, I had only just read Nail Bites. Been out. So I mean, I think it was first started in 2016, 2017. It's it's five trades long, and I had only read it, you know, recently back in the fall. I think I finished it up, but I couldn't wait uh, for this to come out because I had read somewhere once I finished it that they were working on it, and the Nail Biter Returns was in the works. Okay. Uh, so it's like. If you like to be scared, right, and if you if you're not, you know, I don't want to say if you're squeamish, you shouldn't write it because I mean it's I mean it's it gets twisted, man. Really, it's okay. So let me ask you this then: when I when I see your description and we're talking about it leading up to the episode and everything, oh yeah, there's definitely some some rough stuff in there. All right, yeah, yeah. that's pretty rough. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna read this. I got to be honest with you, but I. I when I see all this and talking about serial killers, help you know, when the, the relationships that they're having with um, with the law and whatnot, it to me it screamed um, like Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs. Is it at all like that? Too much like that? Not really. No. And what's interesting is that the the sheriff, Sheriff Sharon Crane, she has a past relationship with the nail biter. They used to date in high school before he was a serial killer. So a lot of that comes into play. And it's not like he's – when you get further along in the book, he becomes a lot more hands-on. But it's almost he's doing his own thing because he is – he has a certain agenda. And the detectives uh, have, you know, obviously their agenda to figure out what the hell is going on. And they cross paths, but they don't always trust him. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like that, you know, Clarice-Hannibal relationship where – she would go visit him in jail and he would, you know, and he had this, you know, he was playing chess while everyone else was playing checkers kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so these okay. two are coexisting and occasionally they're on the same page. Other times they're not because of, of their given agendas. Okay. All right. right. I like that then. I, that, that sounds a lot better because I know it can be easy to fall into that trap and it's a, it's a good angle, but you obviously can't do the same exact thing. Otherwise, what are, what are we doing? Why are we even reading this? We've already seen this on the screen before. So it's, yeah. I mean, there's no, this, is, this, is, this is very unique. I would say it's probably unlike anything you've ever read before. It's just very original, very unique. So when you pick this out, right, you have every week except for the final week of Dorktober picked out so far, right? Yeah. So are uh, you... Are you starting out with your favorite one, the scariest one? Is it the same thing of all your horror books, or is it kind so of? I, so I try to pick books. So the book this week, next week, and I think the week after, I picked because they all have issues coming out that week. That's so how I sort of ordered it. Ah, smart uh, man. Right, right. I wanted to be a little topical, although the book I'm doing next week, a little tease. That book actually came out today, but you know it's within a week or two of each other. Uh, but I would put this right up there as, for this particular genre, and, and overall, I mean, this is this is up there for me for for books I like. And I know you said you're not sure if you're going to read it. I believe the first volume uh, is free on com- if you have Comicsology Unlimited, uh, okay. it's free, right? Okay. So if you're like a little ten, I don't know if I want to go out and spend the fifteen bucks, and if I might not like it, you can give it a go. I, I mean, Nick, I think you'll like it. I know, it, like I said, the artwork can be a little, but. Uh, man, the characters are great. Um, and then I, I jotted down a few of the serial killers 
just to kind of give everyone a sense. So there's a serial called the book Bur- the book burner, uh, and his his thing is that he kills people by setting libraries on fire with people in them. Uh, oh. There's the crossbones killer, whose shtick is when he kills someone, he takes their bones out and he sets it up with the the skull and crossbones at the you know at the site. Um, there's the terrible twos, which are twins that only kill other twins. Um, and then the blonde who's referenced a lot in this, um, just because she's one of the more famous ones. She's a very attractive, uh, blonde lady, as you'd, uh, as you'd guess. And whenever someone would cat call her or, you know, yell things at her, you know, that she might not approve of, she will kill them, rip their tongues out and sew their mouths shut. Oh yeah. And then you've got, you know, and then just, you know, there's, there's I mean, so there's, they reference these serial killers, uh, throughout, you know, whether it's just some people telling a story that they're at a bar or it's some other characters whose family members may have been uh, these serial killers and they're trying to escape, you know, being associated with that. So there's a, there's a lot that goes on with this, this book, Nailbiter and the Nailbiter Returns. And it's just, a, it's, like I said, it's, it's an original story that's unlike, I think, anything, you know, you've read um it's, like not it. your typical, it's not your typical vampire or zombie horror book or uh even it's not even your typical serial killer book mm-hmm. uh, you know because it's all predicated on this town of buckaroo oregon and yeah, it sounds like and, a rough place to visit yeah yeah but it's become a tourist trap you know that's the thing too so uh i i can't recommend this book enough it's uh, if you're a little reluctant uh the first volume of Nailbiter is free on Comicsology. If you have Comicsology Unlimited, um, you can you can read the first issue or borrow the first issue for free. And for you, I would I'd say give it a go. I think you might like it. The story the story sounds outstanding, and I probably will because obviously Williamson is, is does a good job in general, and uh, obviously you like it so much. It's, and just the the concept sounds really good. I just the, the art you're talking about. I now. I also need to know that you remember that, you know, you had trouble sleeping after me showing you the kill journal. So which is, which art is more jarring what you've seen from the kill journal or that? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I might say the kill journal, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Then I, then I'll give you yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, okay. or they're at least comparable. Right. Right. Okay. If they're comparable. Then I'll definitely, cause I'm definitely reading the kill journal, which oh, you guys may hear more about next week. Um, but anyways, so as we move from one image comic, we head over to another. This is a Scott Snyder joint, which we've talked we talked about with him before when we had him on the show. And I've mentioned this a lot. I've tried to I've talked to Rich about him reading it. I don't know if he's picked it up yet, but hopefully he gives this one a shot. Um, but this is Undiscovered Country again by Snyder with Charles Soule. So you got two writers on this where they're kind of alternating who's taking over what issue, and they talk about it a little bit in the afterward of each book. Art is by Giuseppe. Camicoli, and I hope I said it right. Um, and then we have Daniel Orlandini, who's also on the artwork as well early on. But then we I've seen a shift to Leonardo Marcello Grassi, who's now it's kind of him and um and Camicoli primarily as the two artists. And then for colors, we have Matt Wilson, and then letters is Crank. This is eight issues deep. And Doc, I've uh, you know, once it came, I was like, oh, Snyder. Okay, what's this undiscovered country? You know, it's Snyder. I'll give it a shot, whatever. I don't need to see this stuff beforehand. And when I went and read it, I was like, this is – yeah, this is awesome. It's and, and I guess it's already optioned for a movie. 
Um, I, he, I believe he mentioned it to us. And I can never remember if it's a movie or, yeah, he or sold the foreign rights or something like that. He mentioned. Okay, so it's in its, and it makes sense why you know overseas they would already want it. But I think he sees it already going like thirty issues is what he said. He, he mentioned it to us, but he, he kind of has an idea for how long he wants to do it. This yeah. is definitely not. I mean, if he wanted to do spinoff series about the uh, about this story, I could see that happening. But for the main story, I definitely see it as like there's a, there's a start and there's an end to this. And that's one of the things we love about indie books. Is we, it's not just this, it's not going to get stretched out. There's like no fat on any of this, which is great. Um, there's you know there's fun stuff, but um, or not fun stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. entertaining stuff that happens along the way that maybe uh maybe I don't need that necessarily, but it's still good. Now. Yeah. This is a post-apocalyptic world, kind of, but it's it's like outside the U.S. Everything's well, everything is fine until we start dealing with the sky virus. But prior to that, I mean, outside of that, everything else was fine. Then you have the United States of America, which has been closed off to the rest of the world for the past thirty years. They put up a wall. They've closed themselves in. No one can get there, and. On the outside, you have the Alliance Euro-Afrique, which is one like union, and then another one is the Pan Pan Asiatic Prosperity Zone. These things are a freaking mouthful. That would be my biggest complaint <laughs> with these books: is just tighten that up a little bit, Scott. Please, like that's I don't know what we're doing there. And then I think Canada is known as Neo Canada. So that's again, why why isn't it just that? Why, why can't we just go with that? So it seems a lot simpler. Um. Anyways. So you have you have the sky virus, which which is what's leading these characters. Part of what's leading these characters, this group of eight individuals, which we have a military guy, a couple of doctors, different types of doctors, a journalist, some politicians. I feel like my math is already off, or not? It's not eight. Either way, they're they're sent a message from America. They're being contacted for the first time from them uh, by them for you know, thirty years. Because of the sky virus, because of this issue, they don't have the antidote for it. They can't solve it. And these people are being given an invite to come back to America. And it's impossible to get in there. But apparently there's one guy who's gotten in there and the you know, all this stuff. I don't want to get too far because I'm dancing around a spoiler there by doing that. So in general, though, this is um, – it's they get into America, obviously, and it's not – it's just – it's so different. It's it's just not at all what you expect. You've been closed off for the world for thirty years. What do you, I mean? I don't know what you expect necessarily with that, but it's a wild ass ride. And even then, like it's a wild ride for a few issues, and then you start dealing with some, another layer. There's a whole other thing, and you guys will get into it more as you read the book. But the thing that got me so much with this too, Doc, is you're you're dealing with a virus that is um, you know plaguing the world, and that's why I asked Scott about it. I was like, yeah. what's up with the timing of this shit? Because this is pretty freaking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say because I know you so you know, you asked Scott this and, and, and he gave it his answer, but I mean how do you feel like in comparison? I mean, is it dead on like just fucking serendipitous, like I'm gonna write this story and holy shit, we're actually living it now, or or is it a little a little different? It look, it's it's very different. I mean, because you're dealing with 30 years down the road, and um, and 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 it's like America is not being plagued by the virus, but they got their whole other shit going on. To me, it's like, well, you bring (laughs) the 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 virus thing was odd timing, but then the wall thing. It's like I think I I think I know where that came from because I'm pretty sure the 
he came up with the idea. Obviously, he came up with it before this year, but I think it was around the start of Trump's presidency or a few years in, whatever. Yeah. So I, I get where that's coming from and why he's why he's talking about all that stuff. So and he kind of made that clear to us when we had him on. But to the the virus thing, it just it makes you when when I saw it once I found out that was part of it and and once once the coronavirus hit and everything, I was like, well, wait, all right, this I'm even more interested in this book now because the timing yeah. of the thing is so weird and they've written a certain amount of it and they're, they're working through other stuff. So we're going to maybe see elements. I don't know. Like it's, so I guess the short answer to your question is kind of like serendipitous, yeah. I guess, kind of like it, it definitely makes it more interesting to read about this now. So then why do people want to go to the United States? Is that the only place where it's, they have the cure they say. Gotcha. So yeah. it's, and they and they're they got no shot at it. They have no shot at finding it. Uh, and the, um, the Euro African Pan Asiatic places, <laughs> but the in the in the message from America, they told them you guys have basically like six months, and then you're toast. Like you can try and quarantine, you can try and do all this stuff, whatever. It's not going to work. Six months, you're toast. That's it. So they have no choice. They got to try. And it's like, well, why not? That's why you got a journalist going there. And then one of the doctors is like an expert on U.S. culture, history and society, all that stuff. So or at least from from years ago. So they're trying to make sure that they document this this crazy event. At the same time, they're trying to make sure they get what they need. And and, and, and I know I, I told you that there were a couple like ma- their main characters in this are dealing with uh, Major Daniel Graves and then. Dr. Charlotte Graves, their brother and sister, they feel like the main characters, but in a way they're they, they do a Snyder and, uh, and soul do a good job of like, it's not just about, it's not just about those two. It's because they, they develop each character. What one thing they do is like the first story, I think they focus on Charlotte while talking about the, the main story. Then the next issue they talk about, I think it was Daniel, more so, and then they talk about the main story, and then they go. They do that with another of the couple of the characters, and I think we're at a point now where they don't need to do that as much because we're in we're into issue eight, or they they have like one or two characters left to do it with. I don't know, but they they they're like catching you up on the other character while talk. Like you talked about with um, oh, uh, what was that dark horse book that you told me about? That was like um. Like dealing with the, it's the, the superheroes that are in like purgatory. Oh, Black Hammer. Black Hammer. Like, like Black Hammer in that sense with the storytelling based on what you told me. So yeah. it's, it's similar to that. And it's not too much. It's perfect. It's just enough so you can get an idea of what this character is about. So is this written in a way where you sort of, you know, it focuses on these characters a little bit here, these characters here, they might be doing different things. You get the sense it's going to be like, I don't want to say like, Pulp Fiction, you know, like the movie, but the way that Pulp Fiction was told, where you had all these random stories that seemed unrelated, but then all came together. Gotcha. No, it's yeah. not like that. Okay. It's it's like there's there's flashbacks to earlier times for some of these characters, and then there are another times. Uh, then there's just the main story, and everybody's kind of in one spot. You have a you have another character that you're dealing with elsewhere, kind of too, but it's 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 like such a footnote. Right now, it seems like based on where I'm at in the story, and again, I'm not spoiling anything by saying that you guys right. won't have any idea once you once you go into the book. And then the villain, I think there are going to be a lot of villains at play, but the the main villain that you guys are going to learn about, and you see him on the covers, and you've probably seen him on on Twitter or Instagram, whatever Destiny Man, and that's like when you get to America, 
Destiny Man is like this really weird, intimidating looking dude, and he's like the leader of of that part of the country. And you just and you like once you see him though, like he's an intimidating and a weird looking character. But once you see the other, I guess Americans, like you, you see them before him, it's like he's not as surprising, but he's he's a problem for sure. Guys, so what makes him a villain? You know, so I mean, you, you say you know. The, the country sort of walled off from the rest of the world. No one can get in. No one can get out. So how would you sort of describe him as a villain then? So with, with his part of the country, you're dealing with like sheer chaos. It is like the wild, wild west out there. But you have like alien type creatures. Like people like, – like, I think people are writing like starfishes or, or stuff like that. All this stuff. And some people look like mummies. So he's the guy who's in charge of all that. So he doesn't want anybody new, anybody different coming in. But then it seems like there's there's still a lot of like question marks with him. But between his appearance and the type of people that he's in charge of, like that right there, you already have a villain, and he's trying to stop them. It seems like he's trying to stop this this group of uh, individuals visiting America from getting to where they want to go. I just don't. But like he knows something else. Like there's something else he knows, and I'm not quite sure what it is. But he's again, he's clearly a problem. Do you get a sense that he could turn? In a sense, no. I don't. The doc, he's he's a little bit too much of a um, beauty. He's kind of ambiguous in some ways. Like he's definitely a villain, but there's something else there that is driving him. And they and even eight issues in, I don't know what it is. That's awesome. driving him to this point. The, the thing is, like that, that's an awesome element that I don't know about. And like we're like Snyder and Soul are doing a good job of bringing it back, bringing him back up, bringing him in. You see him, all this stuff, but like that's not the main issue. It's a serious one, but it's not the main issue. And they, but they do a good job of never letting you forget about him um, gotcha. throughout the course. But the, like that's the other part that's so good about this book is like they're just trying to figure shit out and resolve the problem. And and that's all I care about. Is like, get, and, and they're just. We are learning with the characters every step of the way, which is awesome. So it's not like the, the, the narrator saying, like, oh, you know, in this world, it, so they're being told it, we're being told it, certain details are being left out, which is frustrating, but it's like we are we are getting what the main characters are getting, and that's what matters most. And that's what's great. That that makes great storytelling because mm-hmm. you're getting everything in real time. So when you do get that piece of information that you're looking for, whether you expect it to go the way you want it or not, by the time it hits you, it's going to be more impactful. Right. Exactly. And, uh, that, yeah, this sounds awesome. I, I've downloaded the first volume of oh, this. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking ready to go. Did baby. you download it while I was talking about it or did you download it? I downloaded, I downloaded it before because I knew, I knew I wanted to read it because we've oh. talked about it. And now I've got, I've got a queue of certain things. I'm putting this, I'm putting this puppy right at number one. This is, oh. this is Okay. Skyrocketed right to the top. Okay, well then that'll be then maybe that'll be what we end up talking about next week. As so we've been we're up to issue ten next week, right? This is issue yep. nine, and Doc and I were talking about you know look we we're talking about all these books. I'm telling him you know about Undiscovered Countries, telling me about Nailbiter, and we're telling you guys about it, right? But we want like we're, I want to follow up on like what's like, Doc told me to read this. Okay, I'm going to give some of these a chance. When, and then when and Doc, I know, is reading some of the stuff that I'm doing. You know, I have, un, I have, uh, what is it? Once in future. Oh, look who's here. No. Oh, bye, sorry. Okay. Good night, kiddo. I love you. Oh, I thought you yeah. like an appearance. We got a little, we got a little, a little swagans. Got a little uh, swagans appearance. But with with 
what, so what we're thinking is with the 10th issue of each book, or I'm sorry, 10th issue of, of, uh, of TLDR, <laughs> we are going to talk about a book that was previously recommended by the other person on the show. Yes, because I, I think that'll be great because, like I just said, like Undiscovered Country is skyrocketing to the top of my queue, and that's what we want to do here, right? We don't want to just influence each other. We want to hopefully influence everyone that's watching and everyone that's listening. Right. Because the whole point of this, and, and we've said it a million times, is that we, we just want to talk about books that we love. And, and I want to and learn about books that maybe we should love or give a shot or whatever. Maybe we won't right. end up Who knows? Right, because for whatever reason, right, these books were too long, didn't read. We passed them by for whatever the reason might have been. You yep. may have passed these books by for whatever reason. Maybe you didn't hear about it. Maybe the cover art wasn't appealing. Maybe the story didn't sound like it might be up your alley. But hopefully by talking about them um, in a way in which, you know, with passion because we love these books, hopefully they they, they inspire you guys. And so I, we think it will be really great if we do that for each other. You know, I read a book that, that, that he's recommended and vice versa, and then you can get another perspective from it. Yeah, and I mean, I already did it with Once in Future. You did it with um... <laughs> Constantine. Spoiled yeah. it. Damn near spoiled it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So I mean, I personally, I've already talked about Once in Future a couple times since yep. I started reading it, and I'm almost caught up on it. I love it. I don't think that will be what I do because I've already talked about it so much. So yeah. we'll we'll do that, and um, maybe since it's the second time we're talking about it. We, we can get maybe we can ah, I don't know if we want to do spoilers I don't I still don't know we'll see we'll figure it out yeah, probably, we'll figure probably it out probably and we're not, not gonna, we're not going to tell each other what books we're picking either yes right yes. so we'll keep that a mystery and we will still do uh, an original book that week as well so we've got an idea for a name what we're going to call this issue will be a little bit longer and uh, I'm I'm geeked up for it and I'll, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what there's a book that I'm going to be reading this is a tease uh, by Boom that I like more than once in future. Oh boy. And oh wow. Month. That is, that is a huge tease. Okay. Yeah. So next week we got our trade issue of TLDR coming out. One new book from each of us that we haven't talked about before. And one that the other person has talked about before until then doc stay sexy. You know it.